Hi. Hi, and welcome to Witchy Sips, the podcast where we talk about witchy things and where our drinks are witchy sips. Um, today's witchy sip for me is a London Fog Earl Grey Tea Latte with oat milk, which is really satisfying. Audrey, what's in your witchy sip? I got a chai tea today, hot. I usually get it cold, but I got it um, hot today because it's just more comforting that way. But it's really delicious. I love chai. Did you know that chai tea is redundant because chai means tea? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so much yes. Funny. I learned that on TikTok. <laughs> Me too. Um, and now I just want to say, can I get a chai? Yeah. And I have said that before and they Always come back with like a, a chai, chai tea, tea or a chai tea latte. I'm like, a chai latte or a chai. Um, um, yeah. But yeah. Interesting. I did know that. And also warm is really nice just because it is a winter still. Well, soon to be, but it's supposed to be winter here, but it's not yet. No, it's Which hot. is why I'm in a sleeveless tea. I know. <laughs> uh, but in honor of that, in honor of upcoming winter solstice, we figured we'd talk about hashtag the war on Christmas. Yep. So, hashtag. Um, basically pagan rituals, right? And... Um, how it all started. How it all started. The Christianity festivities that have pagan roots. Right. Um, <clears throat> so how did it all start? With the baby Jesus? <laughs> Is that how it actually started? One begs the question. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, people celebrate Christmas as the birth of Jesus, right? Yes. But it's funny to me because for the most part, we all know that more than likely, there's no way of knowing for sure, but more than likely he was not actually born on Christmas. More than likely. Just right. because the Bible doesn't actually say specifically. Doesn't give a specific date. However, we do know that there were shepherd, shepherding sheeps. Right. Not exactly. Sheep. Yeah, they were, they were out there with, sheep. Yeah, they yes. were out there with their flocks. Yes. And why would they be out there with their flocks on a cold winter night? Right. Exactly. So that's always kind of been like the proof to say that he probably was not born during the winter, right. aka December 25th. Um, but that is the main reason why people celebrate Christmas. Right. And so, um, but what do we know about the Christmas? Uh, <laughs> what do you know about the Christmas before the baby Jesus? What I was reading about was um, that initially they didn't celebrate the, the birth of Jesus on December 25th, but they celebrated it on January 6th, which is that whole other rabbit hole that I went down on um, the last episode about the epiphany and the three wise men, and they right. went, and it was like six days, like <laughs> so many days after he was born, but that's neither here nor there. But they used to celebrate it on that day. And then Christianity took over, and they actually ended up taking over or appropriating the winter solstice celebrations from like the Romans or from like um, one article that I read was talking about the god Mithra, mm -hmm. which was who was born from a rock or in a cave. There are varieties. Mm -hmm. um, and he was the god of invincible sun. Mm -hmm. That's why they ended up appropriating that holiday because Jesus is associated with light and um, right. brightness. Right. Also, Saturnalia, which was in celebration of Saturn, the god of agriculture, uh, they made a big 
festivity, festivity which, festival. which started from December 17th to December 25th. And basically what that was is like a week celebration slash purge thing. Purge. <laughs> purge. <laughs> the reason I say purge is because that's literally what it was. Like you could get away with anything. Like there was rape, there was burglary, dr people were drinking, drunk, they could steal. It was just all sorts of mischievous things happening and you could just literally do whatever you wanted. And it went on for like that full week. Mm -hmm. um, so basically also from what I read, Christians, they decided just to, since they didn't really obviously like know that much, they were like, hey, you know what? We're just going to go with the 25th and go with it. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like, they were like, you know what? We should probably celebrate Jesus' birth. But they just decided, okay, we're going to go with the 25th. Right. And because they wanted to have people join them and attract them, they were like, we're just going to kind of give them a little bit of what they know and what they want. So that's why we say they adopted it as theirs because that's right. what they essentially did. Because like people were already partying anyway, so they were like, "Why not? Um, <laughs> Why not put our spin on it?" Yeah, let's do that. Um, one interesting fact that I read too was that they, um, the slaves, would be set free, and they were allowed to like mingle and interact and yeah. join in the festivities. And this, the kids didn't have school. It was like a whole. It was deal. like a free for all. Yeah. And like I even also read that the lesser fortunate, meaning the poor, could literally like pick on, so to speak, the richer people. Like they would go and like interrogate them, or like I don't know exactly what they would ask them, but if they got it wrong, they would basically like just terrorize them. Like trick or treat. Kind of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it was crazy, kind of like the strangers where they were just terrorized their house. Like, yeah, it was kind of it's kind of creepy. Yeah, like I don't like know a, why. Like, it was like a, but yeah, like you said, a whole purge thing. It was insane. Mm -hmm. um, what do we know about Christmas iconography, like the Christmas tree, or like the mistletoe? Yeah, or like, like all the those kinds of things that have their Santa roots Claus. or the Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, what do we know about them as as far as having like roots in paganism or pagan traditions? Well, I know that mistletoe was considered like a magical plant. Like it had like magical, I guess, like substance to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and they used it as like a fertility thing. Yes. Which is why you like kiss under the mistletoe mm -hmm. um but yeah it was considered something like magical too like the where it came from i know that it's like dangerous to eat though yes um, um so i don't know exactly how they would like get the magical properties from it right i i know on uh, on a flip on the flip side of that they also used it to bless people and give peace to people that's why they would hang it on their doors but i mean like you said the fertility part of it i guess that's how they got to the kissing part because i was like i don't know how they got to the kissing part but that makes yeah. sense um, to bring people together i also wanted to say really quickly i think that um like christians viewed pagan things like they didn't particularly like them mm -hmm. but they also knew that they had to adopt them so to speak if they wanted to gain popularity <laughs> yes because it was very much a competition with christianity 
right? Um, With the Romans and stuff. Yes, because, like I mentioned before, that uh, it was a Persian god, Mithra, who was in direct competition with the baby Jesus because the baby Jesus was all about the light and then um, how God had given the baby Jesus to the world as a gift and mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's one of the, also one of the one of the tie-ins to like gift giving mm-hmm. because God gave his son. Um, right. But also God Mithras, the son of the God of sun, mm-hmm. um, was in direct competition with the baby Jesus. So yeah. they were like, nope, not happening. So basically <laughs> what they kind of did, I feel, is they kind of just swapped... Like, they were, like, they, they played, like, Mad Lips. Like, they were, like, okay, instead of this, we're going to be, like, put Jesus. Or instead of yeah. the date, we're going to put, like, that's what it seems like. And I, that's what they did, essentially. Because, like I said, they wanted to, they knew that they were going to have to kind of bend the rules of it. Mm-hmm. So they could get more people to be, like, oh, yeah, like, Christians are, we're yeah. going to be Christian. <laughs> we're going to be Christian. We're going to convert y'all. Exactly. Uh, one of the other things that I remember is that the Christmas tree mm-hmm. um, was a specific pagan tradition where they would bring in the trees um, because the tree fairies or the nature fairies they came in with a tree as well so they could be warm during the winter season. Isn't that the cutest oh, thing? Oh, that is cute. I'm like, oh. But also... Is that more of a Nordic <clears throat> thing? Mm-hmm. Yes. But also because... Um, they also brought in the tree because it was an evergreen tree. And so after the winter solstice is when they celebrate the coming of the longer days, the coming mm-hmm. of the warmer days, the coming of the sun, sunny yeah. days. And so that's why they had that representation of the evergreen tree. And they would put apples on it, red apples on it. Mm-hmm. So do we see a theme here? Yes, definitely we do see a theme. Um, also, I know Santa is like a complete, like, that's a whole another thing, but I I did see something that said that um, they also tied that in to spirits that would roam the skies during that particular season. They knew that there was certain spirits, I forgot what they're called, but they would um, just like fly freely mm-hmm. in the sky. So they kind of adopted like, okay, well Santa's gonna be in the sky with his reindeer and you know dropping off gifts and all yes. that. And um, there was another one too. Um... A gift giving one. There's a one uh, from Italy. She's a an Italian, an Italian nice old lady. Mm-hmm. I forget what the name is, but it starts with a B. But she would um, give treats and gifts to the children of the town. And then there's another one um, from Germany. Mm-hmm. Do you want to fact check? I do want to fact check. Yeah, so like the gift giving, also the holly. Is that the little plant? The little that's, flower? That's the little plant with the little red berries. Yes. That one, apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently Christians uh, believe that the red represents Jesus Christ's blood and the leaves represent his crown of thorns. Yes, which goes to another another subject about you know, Christendom, Christianity wanting to convert people. Um, in Mexico, mm-hmm. you know the the really pretty red flowers, really really pretty red plants. Oh yeah, Christmas, the, the poinsettias. Yeah, they're actually found in South America, mm-hmm. and so those were thought to by the Aztecs to have been given to those people by the gods because they represented the um, 
their blood sacrifices that they gave to the gods. And so that was like a gift, right? Yeah. Um, however, there was a U.S. and Mexican ambassador who went from the United States to Mexico and he found that specific plant and he was like, oh, I'm going to take it. Right. He was like trying to do, I don't know what, probably trying to convert people. But he, before he got kicked out of Mexico, he sent the plant back to the United States. And um, when he did that, he got the story. It's a Mexican folklore story, mm-hmm. a Mexican legend that says that the reason that that, is, uh, that plant is tied to Christmas in Mexico or in South America is because there was this little girl named Pepita. Mm-hmm. And um, her and her cousin Pedro were walking to the chapel one day for the Christmas. Um, and she didn't have anything. She didn't have anything to give for the nativity services. Oh. And so her cousin Pedro was like, you know what, any little thing will do. So she started picking up weeds along the way and she made them into a bouquet. Uh-huh. And when they got to the nati- to the chapel, to the nativity scene, she put it down in the nativity scene and it suddenly bloomed into a very pretty red flower. Poinsettia. Poinsettia, yeah. Oh. And um, so that was a miracle. Yeah. And so that's why it's associated with Christmas. Hence paganism. Hence paganism, yes. And But it goes back to like the indigenous cultures from before Christianity. They had their own customs, um, customs and beliefs that the gods had given them the flowers because of the blood sacrifices and because of everything. But somebody took it over and was like, you know what? Let's make it Christmas. And here's a cute little story. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I also wanted to say that because um, when we say pagan, like I just looked up the definition because we we all have in our mind pagan for some reason growing up in a religious household you always like related it to oh it's bad like it's not what we do yeah right right um but if you look at the definition it's just other beliefs that are not what are like main right right so in other words it's not necessarily wrong Right. That's what we're just, I'm trying to clarify. And um, I just think it's interesting because like you said, it's just what was there prior right. to world religions hitting. <laughs> yeah. Because it was ethnic based and prior to the other people or belonging to the people of the land. Right. So. And um, and yeah, like growing up in a, Christ- in a religious household, right? Like anybody that strays from the religion, they'd be like, oh, they're such a pagan now. Right, right. Que paganos. Right. So, yeah, it's just another word of like, oh, they just don't believe what we believe. They, yeah, they just have a different belief system that is not deep in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, were you able to bring it up? I did. I found the one that I was talking about was Frau Holly. Oh. Which, if you remember from last <laughs> episode, Frau Frau Birchta. Birchta. (laughs) That's your cousin. Oh, they're all related. (laughs) How fun. They're all related. And so, Frau Holly, um, she was a pre Christian female legendary figure. um, So, yeah, pre Christian pagan. um, Or pre Christian pre religion. And she would fly around and she would also give gifts yes. to the children, whereas Frau Birchta would slit their insides. And she was like the good wicked witch of the West. The good witch, yeah. Yeah. Of the West. <laughs> of the of the Nordic lands, of the Germanic lands. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, the Italian one, I couldn't find the Italian one, but the Italian one is really, really sweet. She feels like an old grandma. Aww. That's what I was just thinking. Warm and cozy. Warm and cozy and cuddly. But yeah, the poinsettias, the evergreen trees, um, which now have what turned into pink trees, as you saw in our entryway, we have a pink Christmas tree. It's crazy how you see like the evolution. <clears throat> oh yeah, for sure. And then the red apples that just somehow turned into ornaments. ornaments. And ornaments that don't even have anything to do with apples, like you gave me a pizza ornament one year. <laughs> right, yeah, like now ornaments are just another way to express yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all of these things also tie in, into, like I said, winter solstice, Yule, um, which is what some people celebrate Yule instead of uh, Christmas. The Yule. And Wiccans, I believe, um, celebrate winter solstice. Winter solstice, yes. And so um, Yule comes from the uh, from an old German word, Jol. <laughs> And it's spelled J O L, but the O has that little line on top of it, so I don't know what Joel. that means. Joel. Like jolly? Right. And also um, from the Anglo Saxon word, Jeol. <laughs> <laughs> they all sound the exact same to me, but that one is spelled G E O L. Which, sorry to stray from your point, but I've always wondered why do they call Santa Noel? Do you know? They call him Noel. See. Si. Um, and I thought it maybe had to do with. Joel, but no, it's... Oh, no, that's different. In France, they call him Papa Noel. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe that's just how you say... Um, Santa Claus? Saint Nick. French? Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. No, say. But, sorry, what were you saying about um, Joel? Oh, Joel. Joel. Um, yes, that's Joel. the Anglo-Saxon word that one's spelled G-E-O-L. Oh, yeah. Yule. That's where the word Yule comes from. And so, but also they have Yule is one of the one of the time periods in the the wheel of the year mm -hmm. for Wiccans. And so there's Yule. There's like Imbolc. There's Beltane. There's um, Samhain. I think there's another. One. I think I'm missing one. Mm -hmm. But so Yule is from mid-November to like mid-January but in that Yule they celebrate the winter solstice which mm -hmm. is typically the shortest day of the year right the longest night of the year which typically falls on December 21st mm -hmm. do you have any um winter solstice plans well this is gonna be like my first year um that I actually go through with trying to do anything because I've wanted to but I just don't get around to it yeah I always want to I always have like plans right <laughs> like I always want to do this this and that for winter solstice <laughs> and it never yeah. pans out <clears throat> yeah I've been I I think it's just like also for me like I wanted to do research and just so I could know exactly what to do and how to do it and you know what I mean just to be more like educated on the subject mm -hmm. But um, I think you and I both talked about that we wanted to do a Yule log. Yes. Um, oh, that was another tradition um, where the Yule log comes from, from the Nordic people that they would, mm -hmm. uh, the men of the family and the sons of the family, they would go out and they would chop wood, they would bring it and they would light that log and they would party and they would do festivities until that log burned out, sometimes lasting up to seven days. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. 
That's crazy. But the Yule Log, yes, I want to do a Yule Log. Um, and I didn't get a chance to get a Yule Log when we went to Ruidoso. Oh, no. Um, but I still want to do it. One thing that I was looking at on the Instagram is that um, if you're like a closet witch or if you're like not openly practicing, um, <clears throat> something that you could do is get a branch of a tree, preferably like a fir tree, because a lot of these traditions, they use fir trees and fir wood and fir branches. Uh -huh. I don't know why, but anyway, you could get a branch of a fir tree and um, decorate the, the tips of it or the whole thing or whatever. But what you do is what we typically do with the Yule Log. We write down our wishes for the next year or we write down our negatives for this year and we want to burn them away. But you write them down and then you wrap them around the tree um, or rather the branch and then you just hang it. On winter solstice, you can burn it um, or you could throw it away because if you're not practicing, then they're going to be like, why are you burning wood in your apartment? <laughs> so. Right. Well, that's cool. It's kind of like goes back to the other things that we were talking about that we do around this time, which is like setting our intentions and um, bringing like all our negatives and all that with the candle. You can do that. So, yeah, I think any, a lot of it revolves around that. I agree. Um, one thing that I did want to mention um, from this book called Inner Witch. This is not a sponsored video, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Inner Witch by Gabriella Herstick. Mm -hmm. um, things that you can decorate your altar. Do you have an altar? I do. A very small one, but I do. What do you have on your altar usually? Um, usually it's my tarot cards, um, Palo Santo, and um, like a crystal or two. Because I don't have a big crystal collection. Right. I have a very small crystal collection. There. I think yours is bigger than mine, though. <laughs> I have like four or five, maybe. Is this your official altar? <clears throat> I, think is that's, it... I think that's my official altar. Because wasn't there? Oh, no, you moved it. That's right. I moved it, yeah. Um, my official altar is on top of my dresser. <laughs> I've noticed that I kind of make altars all over the place. Do you really? Because you can kind of do that. When I first started reading or researching about altars, I kind of got stuck on the idea that I needed to have like a specific spot that I could like deck out, you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. like, oh, I have to get like this sound bowl, I have to get a candle, I have to get like, like just, you know what I mean? Like idea in my head of what an altar should look like or what I've seen in the movies, mm -hmm. like the pentagram or have like, you know? And, um, but no, I, I started realizing that that's not really the idea of an altar. It's just a place that you can like make your own and have things that are important to you that you feel safe in, a safe space. Um, something that you know represents this or the other mm -hmm. so for me I kind of do that because <laughs> I'm kind of like a scattered person <laughs> so I kind of just have like little like I have like a little altar for me um, where I do my dishes mm -hmm. like I have a little shelf Oh, see. And like by looking at it, you'd be like I mean that doesn't really look like an altar but for <laughs> me I consider it an altar because when I spend time standing there doing my dishes which happens often um i see these things and i try my best to like reflect or think about you know whatever it is that i want to um work on or if i am doing affirmations you know just stuff like that it's very it's very kitchen witch yes and also um 
as much as I hate washing dishes, when I get into the groove of it, I'm like in it. Like it's I, very medita meditative. Meditative, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I also going with magical things. Um, recently, I learned because I crochet and I knit. Mm -hmm. I recently learned there's a girl that I follow on Pinterest. I think she has a Pinterest board, and that's how I found her. Anyways. Um, but she said that like you can even do intentions like when you're crocheting. She's like if you're making a gift for like a loved one, mm -hmm. she's like don't forget to like be positive and like set an intention or whatever it is. She's like and she has like a little meditation technique that you can do like as you're crocheting like just how like she explains like wait like how to like make it a meditative experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's like super interesting. I agree. I think anything you're as anything you're doing as long as you're um, meditating on it and something that's creative because you know like because you're creating you're creating and it's something just kind of really cool. Um, when I was making that playlist for your birthday, you were like, "I'm setting good I'm intentions. I'm setting good intentions. I'm setting um, positive intentions for the rest of." your year because mm -hmm. um, it was my birthday and i still listen to that playlist a lot, a lot. yeah um, it's a good playlist it's a good playlist but um in regards to altars that's my little altar right now um i wish and i think just because i'm very i i like to have things where they should go even though mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it right now but yes right um so that's where all my cards are all my mm -hmm. my same bowl my crystals all that stuff but um one thing that i wanted to mention about the altar was how you can decorate your altar for the winter solstice oh how fun um so how you can decorate it you can put like pine cones you can put like herbs like mistletoe like we were talking mm -hmm. about um holly evergreen uh ash bark i don't know what ash bark is um white and silver candles i know a lot of people have different color candles mm -hmm. I don't. They represent like different things. <laughs> different things, right. I I tend to stick to white candles. I don't know why. Maybe I just haven't gotten around to getting different colored candles. Maybe that's why. But um well, yes. The, the ones that I mostly see um that you they people use like for their altar, like if they want it to represent something, are like the long ones. Or the tapered. Oh, like the seven? Oh, the tapered ones? Both this? of them. Okay. Yeah, I've seen people use the tapered ones or the long like glass ones the yeah. seven day candles yeah see um you can put heirlooms or talismans that connect you to your ancestors and one thing that i love about this book how it tells you to decorate your altar if you so wish to is um putting a specific tarot card for every part of that um wheel um so for the winter solstice it's the death card which I have right here. Because as we talked about, the death card is very much transformation, rebirth, and that's what they celebrated for the winter solstice. And that's what we still celebrate today for the winter solstice. The death of the winter, the rebirth, the rebirth uh, for the new year, for mm -hmm. the new longer days, for the new light. So yeah, that's one of the cool little things that I wanted to share. Maybe a fun idea would be, um, we can do like a, like a special episode where maybe we can like start our little Yule Log. I agree. We That'd should. Cool. I still need to get Yule Log. Just to hold us accountable. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, definitely. Otherwise, I will not do it. One thing you guys should know about me is, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit lazy. 
procrastinators unite. Yes, maybe later. a bit of a, a bit of a procrastinator, and just because um, I think that's why I am the way I am in the sense that like I kind of just wing everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do want to work on that, and I do want to work on like um, just being more present in my practice. Right. Because I feel like I consume so much information through social media and like just wherever like I'm on my phone if I'm like reading an article or if I'm on like Instagram TikTok all those things I'm just consuming all the time and I run I run across things that are like have to do with your practice but I feel like consuming them is one thing and actually putting it to practice is another thing yeah so I want to work on just making it my own take what i've learned so far and just like being more present and actually doing what i've learned right as opposed to just kind of like staying stagnant and doing your same old practice of just like whatever it is that you do right you know um me i tend to just stick to tried and true tried and true like (laughs) Like, I love me my tarot, right? But I do want to practice more um, to keep myself accountable, to keep us accountable, um, of introducing new things to our practice, because, as we should. Yeah, because I think um, with um, your practice, it's kind of like a, you never stop learning, so it's always going to change your practice, you know right. what I mean? And by definition, it's a practice. You keep yeah practicing at it. Yeah, and I love picking up different people's practices like i love like seeing what they do to see if maybe it resonates with me because sometimes i'm not gonna lie like i know like i follow some people and i'm like that's intense because like they do like really like structured practices and i'm just like i can't do that (laughs) yeah um i actually follow a pod i listen to a podcast called bad witch oh um so I'm a bad witch. <laughs> basically, right? Like, uh, it's basically a podcast where the intro is a podcast where we get our witch shit together one spell at a time because we're like, it's for people who are bad witches. Like, we don't. Oh, how fun! We don't have it structured. We don't have a set an order. Thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But right, that's very much me too. Like, I there are some people that have like their book and they have everything notated and like set mine's all scattered just like what did i read the other day that kind of thing yeah and i was also um listening to this other podcast um and the girl was saying how she her practice lasts like three hours she she says that like she'll break it up like an hour but all together three hours that she dedicates to whatever it is that she's gonna practice for the day and i'm like that's that's a lot. I mean, if she, that's great, but I'm like, I can't. <laughs> like, girl, I can barely get myself 40 minutes at the gym. Like, no, I'm gonna... <laughs> But I think it's just, um, like we said before, uh, it's just whatever works for you um, and whatever is going to make make the most difference in your life. Right, I agree. Um, as long as it creates change in your life. Because there are some people who are very purist that uh, I think Art and I talked about that that's very this is how it is and this is how it should be and that's mm-hmm. how everybody should practice but it's it's not because it's not a one-size-fits-all type thing right so right. but yeah 
Yeah, I think um, I'm excited. I always get excited as much as I say that this time of the year is stressful for me because it is. It's also like the most exciting time for me because I always just feel like brand new. Like I agree. Like it's yeah. a new start and even though you want to cry because you're like, oh my God, another year went by. <laughs> what did I do with my life? What did I do? But I mean, you just have to remember to look at things maybe not in like so much of a like grandiose approach, just like the little things that you did that have yeah. made a impact. The small attainable goals. Yes. Um, the ones that you actually did get. Like, um, for example, this year you started selling Art. farmers markets mm -hmm. your art and I your was creations able to, yeah i was able to branch out a little bit which i had never done before um and i was like taking steps to sort of put my art more out there and i also started a music video which was really cool because i had never done that before that's true and um i didn't think i could do it because i'm like a very shy introverted person even though i probably don't like look like it now but i am and <laughs> The fact that I was able to do that just was like, oh, wow, like that's cool. And it was a witchy music video that came out around Samhain, around Halloween. So <laughs> that's true. So it was true. very witchy, very on brand. So yeah, that's true. To that. <clears throat> so I think that, yeah, like that's good. And like for you, like I know like um, there's things that you have done. I did. I made stickers this year. Yes. And also I tried to start my own tarot. Um, you did start, witchy sips. I did start. Uh, I did. Yes. Witchy Sips. Witchy Sips so was true. born. Witchy Sips um, was born. And it's, we've stuck with it. So. We've stuck with it so far. Next year is going to be very exciting. I have ideas. Um, so yeah. keep watching for those. Keep tuned. Stay, keep stay tuned. Stay tuned. Keep tuned. Um, but yeah. I think that um, it's good. Like the, the, the little things that we've done have been good. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm looking forward to putting this year behind us and also, you know, keeping the positives with it. But also, um, stepping into junior year of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like his graduating class. Like carefully, like, oh my goodness. Graduating class of COVID. Yes. Um, Here's hoping, right? Yeah, I think that um, for everyone, it's been a tough couple of years. But... Um, I mean, we just have to like stay positive and keep doing whatever we're doing. I agree. That has been our winter solstice episode. One thing that um, I want to leave off with again from this very lovely book. Um, if you so wish, because I know we have all our own traditions, right? And all our own things that we do. Your ritual bath with specific herbs for the winter solstice. Um, dry your bath, put in some rosemary, put in some salt, put in some rue, just to keep you grounded and connected, just to let yourself meditate about your year, your previous year or your upcoming year. It's always a nice little thing to do. I mean, it probably smells real good. Yeah, um, I have yet to do a ritual bath. I would love to, but I haven't yet. Um, you should make it, um, like a goal. Yes. Yes. I think, try and do it. I think this year I might do a ritual bath for winter solstice. To see if you like it. Also. But yeah. To see if you like it or, or not. Yeah. 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 I think so. So that's all our show for today. I hope you all got some information from it. Something that you didn't know. Something that you may perhaps did know. Um, and just refreshed. Yep. 
and we will see i think we have one more episode before christmas before the end of the year our next, the next one would technically be on the 29th on the 29th um that's gonna be our new year new you new year new you um episode so that should be exciting yes um and then during that episode we'll discuss like what's planned for witty steps for next year mm -hmm. um, that'd be fun and yeah so thank you all for watching and i hope you all have happy holidays hashtag the war on christmas um because at any given moment during the winter solstice during yule there are people celebrating the winter solstice there are people celebrating kwanzaa hanukkah christmas oh yeah all the things all the right things. so happy holidays um hashtag the wrong christmas <laughs> i think you just like to say that yes <laughs> hashtag the wrong christmas thank you all bye bye